Peace and greeting from the sign of the rising sun. Welcome back to the Divine Council Podcast. And this is your boy, Monquay. And this is your boy, Stefan. We're back with episode 63. So, yeah, we're back at it. Had a yes, little sir. You know, yes, sir. Had, had, a lot of, had a lot of stuff going on in the markets. I guess, you know, we could uh, ride right into that. Yeah. Had a lot of stuff going on just in general. You know, it seems like you know, we're moving into a different type of different different times. So that's what it feels like. Uh, but, you know, the same the same has to keep going when it comes to, you know, the grind. You know, for, for sure. me, I've been I've been grinding still, you know, trying to get back in the swing of things, you know, trying to keep up with the times, you know, everything moving. Everything's moving fast. So, yeah, man. got to take advantage of everything right now when it comes to, you know, uh, just with work for the time being and investing. And, you know, it's, it's good to be back. It's good to be back in the swing of things. It's good, it's good to be back in, uh, you know, with, with the podcast. Yeah, so I guess where, you know, we can we can slide into whatever, wherever you want to go you know into, you know. I don't know if you've seen it yet, but because, uh, yeah, we'll we'll get into the cryptos, but I feel like this is something. Ah, oh, damn, these niggas face on me. Have to do that later. Um, Kwame Brown, man. Yeah. Kwame motherfucking Brown, bro. Born in Charleston, South Carolina. And I know you like this. He's a Geechee nigga. He said it multiple times. I've been watching his live streams. And you know what's so interesting, man, is I've never seen him talk before. Like, I just yeah. knew about him being, like, a number one pick, and they always say he was a bust and shit. Um, and I just was listening to him talk about his story and stuff, like, and I was like, yo, he country as fuck. Like, I didn't even know. And now I looked on, like, Wikipedia, yeah, from uh, Charleston, South Carolina, where he was born. He, you know, he's, I'm a Geechee nigga, you know what I mean? I was like, bro, what in the fuck? I was like, bro, I, now I know why, like. Now I know why we ain't heard this nigga talk because he on some real shit. Like he even said it in his live streams he's been doing recently. He was like, "Yeah, they wouldn't let me talk anymore, really much. I mean, they wouldn't let me talk anymore after the shit I said when I got drafted about how I was gonna help my people and build up my my city and stuff where I'm from. You know, they didn't want to hear me talk after that. You know, and I didn't get you know much playing time. He's like, I can't control that. You know, so." Uh, so yeah, bro. Like, I just wanted to ask you about that. Like, have you been seeing what he's been saying? He's been speaking some real shit. Yeah, I've seen the I've seen Kwame Brown. You know, basically spitting hot fire towards uh, certain people when it comes to uh, the basketball industry or whatever. But yeah, I've been I've been uh, keeping up with that lately. Um, it's been a lot going on, and Kwame's been been roasting motherfuckers, and it's, it's like a sleeping giant has been awakened. You know. Uh, even with with the playoffs going on and everything, it's like the perfect timing for this. And you know, it's just it's it's so it's so it's so um, you know it's it's perfect timing, man. You know, he he he's a oh, he's a good old country boy. Like I ain't never heard him speak too. Like you said, I ain't never heard him speak. Have it. I ain't never heard an interview. None of that. I ain't never heard him do anything when it comes to you know besides. Uh, him being a bust or whatever, people and other people talking about him. When it comes to him being in any type of media, never heard of n- nothing about Kwame Brown and him having like, an interview you, or anything. You can call me, yeah. You can call me a bust if I made tens of millions of dollars. Okay, I'm a bust, but I'm a rich one at that. So it's like whatever. And I've never been on the on the on the train to call him a bust. I always thought he was just an average NBA player. 
I mean, it always, it always seems suspicious, you know, from the from the jump, where because it's been players, it's been worse, a lot worse than him, you know. And, and Anthony Bennett, yeah, uh, Cleveland Cavaliers, that was man, crazy. And you know, I'm not quick to jump on a on a player to call him a bust because I mean, I'm not an NBA player, and they're making a lot more money than I make than I make uh, than I made. They'll bust anybody ass at the local YMCA. Like, yeah, I saw a video of uh, Alex Caruso from the Lakers. He was at like a random gym going the fuck off, and I'm like, and the people it was trending or went viral. They're like, damn, you know, Alex, you know, he getting buckets at the the gym. So I'm like, bro, like he's a fucking NBA player. What the yeah, yeah on the on in the NBA he probably looks average to you, but in real life that nigga's like a 99 overall against most of us. Like. He, we wouldn't be able to stop. He got all the Hall of Fame badges in real life. Like, what the fuck? Like, he scored a hundred in a pickup game, easy if he if he want to. Yeah, like I mean, against regular people. Yeah. You know? So you know, I, we got to respect the athletic talent that these players have, and just respect. We got to respect them. Period. And I'm I respect them. If a player's trash, he's trash. But you got to understand that. I mean, there's levels to this shit. So, you know, it's levels within the NBA, but for somebody to be speaking on another player and not be in the NBA, <laughs> you're trash too. <laughs> like, <Bruh. laughs> they're at a whole other level, a whole other bracket. You got to be aware of it. He was straight exposing uh, Steven Jackson and uh, Matt Barnes. And I was thinking to myself, I was like, damn, I thought those are always respected dudes in the league and shit. But hearing it from his end, he's like, these niggas ain't even really bullshit. He's like, yeah, n- niggas respect Steven Jackson because he punched like a 5'7 nigga in the crowd. You know, 5'7 like fan or some shit. Like, he's so big and bad. Yeah, he choked He choked out Steve Francis, who was clearly on drugs and shit in the club and shit. Like, that don't make him a tough nigga. He's like, he's like, we remember Indiana. He's like, you remember Indiana? Uh, Steven Jackson when them niggas drug your ass and shit. I was like, damn. And then he was like, over there, uh, Becky with the good hair and Matt Barnes. Like, nigga, I know you're not talking about trying to be tough, boy. Like, he was like, we know who you are and shit. You know what I mean? Like, he was calling them out and shit. He's like, I was looking in the comments. Niggas like, <laughs> uh, Becky with the good hair be wearing those Capri pants and shit. I was rolling, bro. I was like, yo. And then they their responses, he was like, you listen to their responses. They don't really respond to what I'm saying. They talk around the point and just say I'm crazy. That's the first, that's like the first thing. Uh, Charlemagne, he called out Charlemagne. And Charlemagne uh, talked about his family and how his dad was incarcerated. Uh, Kwame's dad was incarcerated and shit. And, you know, uh, Kwame, you know, obviously he didn't respect that at all. And then Charlemagne sent a cease and desist to him. But then today he just apologized to him for, uh, you know, making, uh, bringing trauma to his family or some shit. But Kwame wasn't even respecting it. He didn't even respect it. He was like, man, I can't go back home, man. You know, you know, go back home to the my uh the, the Geechees and shit. Them niggas ain't gonna respect nigga. I'm Geechee. These niggas don't respect no dis <laughs> no disrespect will be tolerated, bro. I can't accept that shit. Like, you know, and then try to go back home, like, nah, bro, it's different. Yeah. It's different. And he was telling that nigga, he's uh, Matt Boris, he was like, Nigga, you got okay, uh Becky with a good hair, you got you got all this nice curly hair and shit. But we we two different kinds of black, my nigga. He's like, I'm Geechee, nigga. This is different. You know what I mean? I was like, bro, I know, I know you had, I I know my queen had to see this shit and be hype, bro. Like, yeah, he's you don't really see people talk about, you know, talk about it like that. Talk about that community. I didn't realize, I didn't even realize he was from Charleston, South Carolina. I thought he was from, I knew he was from somewhere well, that, in the south. Yeah, that's where he was born at. Yeah. 
I, I, mean, I didn't know he was from, I thought he was from uh, Florida, Georgia somewhere, but I mean, it's all the same. I, I mean, it's, it, it's all the same down here, I think, you know, in the Southeast, but, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a different type of code. We got our own culture too. I don't, I don't, we got multiple in, little intricacies within each culture. I think we all got our own cultures too, regardless of what people say, uh, even though it's still, it's still a disconnect that we have within our communities and our culture. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for sure. I, I, I definitely, you know, I definitely, I've been keeping up with it and I, I didn't see what Charlemagne was, had said in the, in the breakfast club has, has said about Kwame. Um, but I saw the response that Kwame uh, did, you know, that he had towards the breakfast club and, Basically, he keep he kept it straight up one hundred. You know, he's keeping it G. He keep it, he's keeping it a buck with him, and you know, you gotta respect yeah. it. You gotta yeah. respect it because he made he made his cash. He did what he had to do. But when you when you really think about the story, he's never really he didn't warrant he didn't warrant any of the he, backlash that he got. Yeah, he was talking about how Stephen A. would come to campuses and you know try to discredit these up and coming black basketball athletes or basketball players in general, like just try to discredit them and shit, try to give them a bad rep and stuff like that. And he was like, man, I'm more successful than Stephen A's ever been in his, his life. And yeah, yeah. They up your bag. Why? How, why they up your bags? You just shit on more, you know, melanated individuals and shit, more ones that's trying to come up. You just shit on them for a living. So of course they're going to give you more money to do that. You know? And then I just seen Stephen A. The other day, he mentioned something about Tim, uh, Tim Tebow being signed, being in white privilege. I was like, oh, shit. Okay. Now, what, well, he's trying to get brownie points or some shit now? You know, some sympathy. But, I mean, Stephen ain't know what he – he knows what his role is in this shit, you know, and he plays it to a T, and that's why he's paid the way he is. So. It's, it's already relevant anyway, like, even – with to that Tim, Tim with the Tim Tebow thing, we know it's like race baiting or whatever going on with that type of headline or statement that, that Stephen A. Smith made, and it's whack. Like who? I don't really even care that he got signed. So what? Like, yeah. It, I mean, it, he's, it, he's from Jacksonville. Like, I mean, he said yeah. he wanted to play there at one point. So I mean, and plus, you know, Jacksonville ain't the most popular team. So to get some more fanfare in, bring why not bring Tebow in? You know, so we'll see. He's a you know he's a tight end now and shit. So, mm-hmm. I I think they're setting something up with that with, with the Jaguars. I do, I, and I think Urban Meyer fits more in the NFL than in college. Even though he's my personally my favorite college football coach, um, but I think he I think he, he I think he may fit better in NFL than in college just because because he doesn't give a shit about nothing but winning. And <laughs> you can tell he's going to cheat and not cheat, but he's going to let anything slide to get that player or to keep his players on the field to be able to play on Saturday. So I think he fits perfectly yeah. in the NFL. Yeah. Um, and T, I mean, we all, we know that Tebow was always a better runner than he was a passer. So this might, you know, may, Hey, maybe it'll work out for him, you know, as a tight end. He did. Hey, he still did win that playoff game with the Broncos. People don't like to remember that, but I remember that shit. I was, I was working. My dad was watching the game. I came back. He's like, "Yeah, he did it. He, he threw that shit." And then he went and prayed immediately on the field right after and shit. I was like, "Bro," I was like, "What?" People were like, "Man, that's the luckiest throw I've ever seen in the NFL history or some shit." Like, I was like, "Bro," I like he did it though. He brought them. He took them to the playoffs and he won a playoff game. 
And y'all, you know, y'all try to hate on him and shit and say he can't, he ain't one of the worst quarterbacks ever, some shit in terms of arm and shit. I was like, bro, like, most quarterbacks haven't done that. You know, well, most, the ones that you say are great haven't even got the first round of the playoffs. You know what I mean? So. He's an average quarterback. He had an average season. Like, he's not even terrible. Like, that was a, he had an average season, and it's nothing wrong with being average. And his, NFL, average, his, his average season to him was like a fucking Pro Bowl season. Like, I mean, it, like for him, it's like Pro Bowl, but for everybody else, it's average. Like this is okay, but we were hyping it up because it's who he is, Tebow, and how humble he was and shit. So even with the hype, like I mean, it's nothing wrong with having an average professional season or average average professional career. Like what's What's wrong with that? And like that season, he was he was average. So I didn't. I mean, and he was getting you know, saved by his uh, kicker, Matt Prater. Yeah, can't forget he was getting saved like at the end of games and shit. So I mean, he was. I think he did better. I, I think looking back, he did better. Not better, but I mean, he he did okay. Like it's nothing wrong with that. He did okay. Yeah, he wasn't. I don't. Would you say he was a bust? No. Yeah, he didn't. I don't know if people even thought he was going to do this well in the NFL. I mean, he he did at least win. I mean, he brought a team, took them to the playoffs, and he won a chance, He won a playoff game, and he was a Pro Bowler, a Pro Bowl alternate one year. So I can't really say that he was a bust. Yeah, we know he was a god in college, but I mean, I don't think a lot of people had high expectations for him going into uh, the NFL. Similar situation to like Reggie Bush, who was a god in college, but I, I would say Reggie Bush obviously he had a better pro career than Tebow did. But and but he actually had a pretty pretty good pro career if you look at his overall statistics. He did not have a bad pro career. He had a better. I agree. He had a better pro career than Tebow, and in fact, he wasn't a bad. He was not a bad player at all. Yeah, he, he wasn't. I mean, he he, he played. He he had like longevity. He had consistency. I think, in fact, in his career, he got better as time went on, Reggie Bush. He actually got better as his career went on. Um, and, you know, looking back, he played what he played for Drew Brees. Yeah. When he plays with a good quarterback, you know. He was versatile. He was he was sort of like uh, how McCaffrey is in the backfield. He he received some yards. He would rush it at times. What He would, he would play special teams, you know, at times. But, um. Okay, I guess we can let's see, cause I brought mentioned that Kwame Brown thing. I'm just going off the top. Uh I saw this uh saw this post on social media where conservatives took a poll about uh the presidency and the Republicans, you know, voted fifty-three percent still believe that Trump is president. And what's so interesting about that is I also saw on Fox News, I was at the gym and it was playing uh, Fox News. They were talking about how the Arizona ballot, no, maybe it wasn't, I think it might have been CNN. They're talking about how the Arizona ballot is a mess still. They're doing an audit of that ballot from the um, the last uh, election. And I was just thinking to myself, I'm like, damn. I'm like, is there a chance that Trump comes back to office somehow, some crazy way that we've never seen or something like that? I mean, yeah, we know 2024, he said he was going to run again. You know what I mean? Um, 
But could it be before that? I don't know. It's crazy to think at this point. But yeah, I just wanted to get your get your thoughts on that with the you know GOP. They still believe that he, a lot of them still believe that he's president. I mean, I'm a um, I, basically we, we we're going through a shift right now. And, you know, I, I actually figured out earlier today that I was on YouTube. I was watching uh, Santo, Santos Bacha. I forgot how to say his last name, but his first name is Santos. He's a legend. He's been around talking about the sun and talking about, uh, you know, he, he's a, I think it's astrotheology is what he's like a, a master of. And he was basically speaking on this shift that we're going through and, you know, it has to do big, big time with the politics that's going on. But he was basically speaking on, you know, this eclipse that we have coming up on the 26th uh, in, a, in like a day or two. Like, yeah, on, Wednesday. On Wednesday. Yeah. 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 And the reason why I brought that up first to bring back to the politics is because I feel like, you know, this everything is coming full circle. Everything is coming full circle. Everything is coming full circle. Um, and I think it has something to do with a, a, a big shift that I think we're about to go through bigger than the eclipse that we had in 2017, which I think was the biggest thing. That I, I think the, the thing that happened, the that solar eclipse in 2017 was one of the biggest shifts that we probably that we've had in our lifetime that we that I can remember in our lifetime. But I think what you know, I think what's about to happen with how, with, you know, with with them talking about UFO disclosure, with them, you know, coming out with lighter mandates, trying to open the stuff back up, with them intentionally coming out, trying to crash the economy and specifically cryptocurrency. I mean, they're coming out and doing all kinds with the vaccines and the variants, like everything is kind of coming all at once. But it seems like they're telling us more, trying to tell us more truth than anything. Um... I think I think at this point with the politics, I think it's reached a point where most of that is like a supreme distraction around the bigger the bigger point. I think I think it's still a distraction. Even and and with that being with it being a distraction, I still do think I've said it before. I think they may pull something like you know having Trump come into office, but I think it's all connected. I think it's all connected. I think it's all connected. I've been seeing conspiracies where they're talking about this UFO disclosure uh, that they're talking about having in June with them basically, you know, doing. I mean, this is one of the one of the craziest shits I've seen connected with the uh, with this presidency and everything. And with why they, you know, are talking about the disclosure is they're going to they're going to stage a fake basically UFO invasion and uh, abduct, you know, the deep state, as they say. Wow. While at the, but at the same time, they're actually, um, they're actually disclosing what the hell is really going on, which is why Bill Gates, why the Bill Gates shit happened. Why Zuckerberg, why, the Zucker, why all this shit is happening. All, I mean, all of us happen at the same time. They're talking about Bill Gates is, he, he was connected with Epstein, which if you, if you kind of keep up with what they've been talking about with the pedophilia shit, you already know this shit. Yeah, you we already, talked about that before. We are, you already know broke, this. Yeah. yeah, so like, you know, they're talking about, he, you know, first he gets divorced and then and then they talk about he got, you know, divorce counseling basically from Jeffrey Epstein. That which, dude Epstein connects to every, he, he pretty much is like the, the key to all everything. of these people being connected. Yeah, everything. It's crazy, man. Like, 
I was saying something today too with Epstein. Uh, kind of, this is really going off on a tangent. This, I mean, but I, I, I think it's all full circle, and I think that that's where every that's what we're heading to. We're heading to not only you are, like we're heading to some type of disclosure that is kind of going to be spiritual because I think mostly all this shit is still got a spiritual foundation under. Everything is spiritual at the end of the day, um, but it's playing out physically, you know, as yeah. we can see it. But all this shit has got a spiritual backing. But I've been seeing where they basically been saying. It's all connected to the pedophilia, but specifically the reason why, you know, cryptocurrency crashed, specifically Bitcoin, is because they say he's actually the Satoshi. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein is actually Satoshi. Um, he's the one that created the, the algorithm. This is why the dark web was created wow. and why Bitcoin was created to be able to actually, you know, do the illegal activities that they are speaking on. I right. mean, I've been seeing some wild shit. And like I've been saying, like I said, I said this last night. To a coworker, I, the truth is, is stranger than fiction, and I, I think that that's just—I mean—it's so far out there that I think it's just going to cause this shit to shift, and I think we're going through that shift right now. So I say you got to be prepared for anything to happen, and I think when it comes to the politics, they're going to give us distractions on such a level. I mean, that it's, it's going to be—it's going to be like a mind fuck, you know. And I—I I, I still think you know. Clearly, it is something going on with the U.S. election. Clearly. Yeah. I do think it was some manipulation going on. If you just think logically, okay, just think about it logically. Okay, Trump, he had, he has the rallies. You know, he had all, he, had, he has, you can visually see when he ran in 2016, he had more people at his rallies, more people behind him, more shit, more interaction on social media. He won. Even he won, period. Like I mean, he won. Uh, if, if then he won. Then he won the popular vote, or something like that. He won a popular vote, supposedly. But this is going back to that manipulate with the vote manipulation. So this is why, like, it, it's, it's something going on with the voting because when you look at when you look at the paper, when you look at the reality, he won. He it was it shouldn't have been. He won by landslide. I think he won by landslide. It was it shouldn't have been close. So that's showing that that's showing some type of manipulation at that time. But I don't, the, the whole, it's not, the manipulation ain't the point. The whole point is it's all set up, all of it. Even Trump winning and losing, it's all set up. It's all set up. You know, that's, it's, it's bigger than, yeah, I, what I'm trying to say is, yeah, the, the vote, the, the voting and all that shit is rigged. I mean, that's clear. I'm trying to, I don't understand how people understand. That's clear, but that's not the point. The point yeah. is, both it's, it's bullshit. Like, you shouldn't have a you shouldn't ha you shouldn't have a Congress or a Democrat Republic dictating where how we live our lives, and we really shouldn't be paying attention to this shit on this level. We should be figuring out where, at what point did our vote stop counting? That's what we that's the type of shit we need to be figuring out. At what what point did it get to this to this level to where they can basically play a motherfucking movie script out in front of us and get away with it, and we don't really understand it? We we're more about it amongst each other. Yeah, it's just like people don't. There's the people that get it that don't care. There's people that care but just follow whatever the media says. There, there's people that just um, ob is oblivious to everything and really don't understand. You know, understand what's going on. I mean, there's so many different sectors of people out there, and like you're saying with the division, it's like I don't know, bro. It's, it, it, it's crazy to think how we have these two, these bodies, uh, political bodies or whatever that control how 
the, the nation moves, you know, um, and just people with everything that's going wrong, they'll just blame it on one of the parties or the people that's representing the parties. But it's like you voted these people into office, so you have to hold accountability yourself. But then it's like we know that this shit is rigged to begin with. So it's like, what's the point of even voting if it's just a, a cycle that continues over time? So there's so many ways that we're fu- we're fucked over in this system that, you know, I've said it before. It's just I, I think we need to rebuild it from the ground up. But, well, you know, I wanted to. I wanted to. Go. I wanted to ask you a question that I've been thinking about. Um, so, you know, kind of, I know I rambled about what you asked me. Um, basically, I, I think, I think anything is possible to, you know, to summarize what I was saying, you know, anything is possible. I do think in the end, if it ain't, you know, this year, definitely 2024, Trump is going to have some type of say so and some type of leadership role. But what I wanted to ask you, um, you know, I think, I don't know if you've been keeping up with, you know, the supposed disclosure that they're supposed to have about the UFOs or what they renamed as UAPs, also known, uh, which means unidentified aerial phenomenons, Uh Um, whatever. I want to know, I want want, to know what you think about why, why would they, so the government's been denying that we've had Suppose UFOs, even though we've had conspiracy theories, UFOologists, um, people, you know, different different proof at this point. We can say proof at this point. Um, yeah. Through the years and the government has denied it. Why would they come out now? Why would they come out now and say, oh, we've had, basically they said that they lied about denying it without you know saying that and say it's actually, you know, it's actually UFOs. It's actually, you know. It's actually stuff going on in space. Why would they come out now at this point? It's like you. It's like you said, man. Um, everything's full circle. You know, Marvel just put out a trailer for this new movie that's coming out in November. We talked about how they were going to introduce the first gay character in their movies, and he was black. This is the movie he's in, and uh, essentially, he's a god in the movie. There's several of them. They're called Eternals. So. Every point in human history, they've had a hand in doing something. And, you know, they set back while certain events took place, like the shit that happened in like the Avengers movies. But now they're not ta- they're now they're not sitting back. Now they feel like it's time to come out, you know, and we know there's symbolism in all of this. So now they're putting out this movie with these gods essentially in it with this religious aspect to it. Pretty much how, you know, people praying to them, you know, pretty much. Uh. And it's like you said before, like years ago, we in the age entering the age of Aquarius. So there's the spiritual uh, warfare that's taking place. And we're entering this new time, this new realm where we have more access to knowledge and essentially lock, lock, um, unlocking our abilities that have been um, idle for so long. So now they feel like they have no other choice but to give us the real before we reach our potential and uh, do what what the prophecy says needs to be done. 
and, you know, regain what was taken from us. And, yeah, you know, uh, the cycle. What, we, what you were saying, like, years ago about us being at, like, the lowest point in human elev- um, evolution and now slowly but surely we're going to rise back up to the point to where we're fucking, like, living planets and shit and we can embody the, the energy of, like a fucking star thousands of stars and shit like that you know what i mean like so it goes super deep man it goes super deep because so yeah the answer to that is it's because it's full circle you know um and like i say like there's no end there's no beginning but they understand now is the time where things are about to uh, change and shift so the change is here change is coming wasn't that obama's uh running slogan or something like that change is here change is coming or something like that so yeah it's reached, it's reached a point where they can't really the powers that be can't really hide it hide it much more you know i guess you know that, that's how i've been thinking they can't really hide what they can't hide it they can't yeah. hide the the uh, illusion too much longer and you know i, I had spoke about that this this eclipse that we have coming up and you know, basically, I, I, if I remember correctly, he's saying that the Mayan, the Mayans said that the fifth sun will begin, the fifth sun cycle will begin December twenty first, twenty twelve. But the Ast, which is, and they were, they were Saturnian. They in, the, in their calendar, they, they were they ran by Saturn, basically. Um, the Aztecs had a calendar too, but they're society and that kind of was based off of so off of, off of like solar energy off of the sun mm-hmm. he was saying that the actual aztecs predicted that the beginning of the sixth sun would be may 26 2021 the pink this pink uh and this is a this is a lunar moon a lunar cycle that's coming up the this pink uh moon or whatever they call it. i forgot the name they call it it's supposed to be the the biggest uh, lunar eclipse, full moon of the uh, year, 2021. Okay. And then 10 days later, I think actually on, on June 10th, I think is the actual solar eclipse. It's a solar really? eclipse. Yeah. So, it's a, it's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's big right there. You know that. You know oh, that. yeah, for sure, for sure. Um. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna do more research. I didn't do much research today after I, you know, but, initially figured that out. I want to do more research on that. But I think it's something to that. I, really I mean, I, I seen the report um, where they they said that uh, Congress or the Pentagon lied about certain things that they disclosed um, about UFOs and shit like that. So then it's just making me think to like. Well, is this report even going to be worth it, or is just is it just going to be some bullshit? You know what I mean? Because it's like, yeah, we've seen the videos of the fast moving UFOs and stuff like that, but who's to say that wasn't just like an elaborate illusion or something, a simulation that they were doing in real time or something like that? You know what I mean? That, that or maybe they really do have access to alien technology, but it's like they have access to alien technology. Where are the aliens at? You know, if there's so much, if they're, you know, these supreme beings or are they so intelligent, they can't dumb themselves down to talk to us. So they communicate in other ways. And somehow we got a hold of their technology and they won't free my nigga J-Rod out the fucking cell. <laughs> they doing experiments on him and shit. 
Yeah, I don't think they know about my nigga. They don't know about that nigga J Rod. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. They don't know about J Rod, man. Like these aliens, man. They might, they might. You know what? They might surprise you of how they look. That's what I'll say. They might surprise you. You know, they make them look green and goofy in real life in the movies and shit. But who knows, man? They might look like people that we already know. So, yeah. That's what I was thinking. Like I used to think too. Like especially like after watching Interstellar, how they had the 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 space base on like another planet. I think it was on Jupiter or some shit at the end of the movie. It was one of those. They, it was off of the planet. They had a, and they were playing baseball or something, and they could hit the ball and it would go to like the other side of the planet or something. It was cr- other side of the base. They, they had advanced so far ahead and shit. It was crazy. I was just thinking, man, like what if like you know. Dark side of the moon or some shit or like Mars. It's just another like alternate reality to what we have here. And there's similar there's there's similarities, but there's differences maybe in appearances slightly and shit like that. But they're, you know, people there and shit. And they're looking at us, you know, they got their own versions of what they think earth earthlings are and shit. You know, because to us, like to them, like we come there, we're aliens there. So they come here, they're aliens here. But then you got to think, well, again, like I said before, why do they call, you know, Hispanics that come from over the border illegal aliens? So who is the legal aliens? You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, so, I mean, it's, it's these play on words. That's what I be thinking, man. Like, you know, Elon talking about going to Mars. I'm like, nigga, there's probably already people chilling at Mars. Like, like come, don't come over here, that goofy ass shit. Get your shit killed real get your shit knocked off real quick you know he's talking about you know people ain't gonna survive yeah we already know why we already know why but you know so that's just that's something i've just was thinking about recently i think people be they've been going to planets and different shit different moons and different asteroids and and probably even comets they've been going to different because even like Comets and the sun and all these like astral bodies that supposedly project heat. It's not, we, it's not heat as, as how we've been taught. It's, it's not, we've been taught all wrong. So I think they've been to all kinds of different uh, interstellar bodies, celestial bodies with different types of civilizations on it. And to put it plain and simple, I think it's basically, but what I think it's about to be disclosed to the average Joe and average uh, Josephina, whatever you want to call it. What I think, um, I just think it's about to be disclosed. I think it's just about to become more accessible to the public. Yeah. But plain and simple, this shit is like Futurama. Have you ever watched I Futurama? Never, I ain't never really been a fan of Futurama like that. I've seen some episodes, though. It's my favorite favorite cartoon. I, I'm In my opinion, that's what Rick and Morty wants to try to strive to be like. It's Futurama. Oh, shit. So you saying they like diet of Futurama? Yeah. 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 I've I think- seen yeah, I, yeah I, I really I really fuck with uh, Rick and Morty. I feel like at a certain point it gets redundant, you know, with the certain gags and stuff they pull. But the stuff they do with like the intergalactic traveling and shit like that is, is dope. But yeah, it's, it's like that. I mean, even Rick and Morty, like I think that's what's really been going on. But I think that's that's how it's man. People are going to be doing that type of shit in our lifetime. People are going to be casually traveling to other planets and other Celestial bodies, like within our lifetime, casually, they're just about to disclose it, and I think it's all connected. I think more than likely with this UFO disclosure, they're just going to disclose technology that they've been working on. Like they're just about to disclose it to the people. 
It's not even real UFO, though. I do believe in tech in uh, aliens. Anti gravity, yeah. anti gravity technology. Yeah. I was thinking taking it a step further, anti matter technology. Do y'all yeah. not understand what matter is, my nigga? Like anti matter technology that changes the the fabric, like the the entire that just changes reality, bro. Like shit like that. That would have me intrigued that they pull some shit like, yeah, this we got this anti gravity gun. I'm like, oh shit. Damn, we already here. Just like in the movie. I've seen a lot of movies and shit. You know what I mean? Oh, damn, we got already got anti-gravity technology. Like, shit. You know? What's next? We're going to have that time travel and shit? You know? Or that uh, instant uh, transmission and shit? Like off Goku, uh, Dragon Ball Z? <laughs> I don't know when we'll get to that point. But at some point, yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what they will reveal kind of feel like it'll be more about technology if anything than rather oh yeah here's a picture of what an alien looks like or some shit like that and i don't i don't know it makes you think why they've been giving us money too though i think i think this like it, it makes you think why, why why have they been like giving us money why have they been doing certain shit like a lot of shit has been just just really fucked up and kind of weird you know like stuff that yeah. they've never done before ever like that, that shit with company. area 51 Remember that whole, that bullshit? Like, people showed up to Area 51, and they were like, yeah, this ain't, Area 51's not even active anymore or some shit. I was like, what the fuck? Like, that that shit was weird. But if you look at the state of, uh, where is Area 51? That's, that's in Nevada. Nevada. Yeah, Nevada. You, you look at the state of Nevada, I, I used to know the statistic. I think it says, I think it's like, it's less than 50, but I think it's like 30, 30 or 40% of that state is like, un, like, it's land that can't be accessed. It's not just about Area 51. If you look at if you look at Nevada on a map, there's so many places that are blocked out because it's, it's it's Air Force bases, it's bases and shit. Yeah, it's like they got Area 50. I think Area 53. They got other areas. Like, yeah, they got yeah yeah. They, they they'll say yeah Area 51. Yeah, it's not even active. It's because you got other fucking areas that people don't know about or the public don't know about. Like, come on, Area 51 became a meme. Like, you don't think yeah. they got other bases that they nobody. Uh, the the public knows about. I think it was something like thirty percent, thirty or forty percent of the state of like. I think that's. I think it was probably twenty or thirty percent of the state of Nevada. It's not a, you can't access it as a regular person because it's like it's basically where you got they got the dam, they got the Hoover Dam and shit, and you got yeah. the Grand Canyon out there. You can't go through like you can't access a lot of this shit, and that's like the national parks too, like national mm. parks. They're saying you know. A lot of a lot of spots in the national park you can't access. Where's where a? I just thought of it. Where's Yellowstone at? Wyoming. Mm. Okay. I think it's Wyoming. I'm pretty sure it's Wyoming. Um, dude, and I be thinking about these states that they say is like you know Midwest and shit. Then you look at a map; it's not really the mid middle. They call it Midwest, but if you look at a map, it's not really in the mid section. Certain yeah. states that get labeled like that. Like I was thinking, I'd be thinking of Wyoming, Montana. Then I look at the map. I'm like, oh, it's over here. It's closer to Oregon or Washington State, as opposed to closer to like Iowa or some shit. You know what I mean? Like or Illinois. Yeah, I, I call Wyoming. that just, just the mountains, the um, yeah. Rockies. I was oh, looking yeah. at when uh when crypto was doing its run up like a week ago. You know, meme coins and shit. I was looking at land in Cheyenne, 
why, Montana because I was like niggas don't talk. Okay, we you know we talk about Wyoming, the, the the Dakotas, which my homie keep telling me yo, he's like yo, the Dakotas is crazy, bro. Um, especially if you black, if you go out there. Uh, he's like, yeah, you go to Montana, get your ass lit up or shot or some shit. I'm like, nigga, I'm about to be out there with the chi- I'm, I'm about to be out there with the Chiefs doing DMT. You know what right. I mean? <laughs> then I go right back to my my fucking uh, farm with like 60 acres or some shit. Well, cooling. I was like, of- <laughs> yeah, that, that ass, bro. Like, I'm about to shooting uh, westerns and shit, gun smoke or some shit. One of those shits. Like my m- grandma used to watch. I'll re- I'll, I'm out there making a black version of that shit or some shit. Like, bro, like, dude, that's what I want. Like, I was looking at the price of that shit. I was like, bro, like that should look all this land for like two hundred fifty thousand or something like that's like two uh, sixty acres or some crazy shit. I was like, bro, like, man, this this a hey, this this crypto takeoff where I I believe that is going. Sayonara, I'm I'm I'm, I'm out of here, boy. Like. Let's start doing podcasts. You're gonna see me in the middle of the fucking field with buffaloes and shit in the background. <laughs> like I'm be lighting up and shit. Like, bro, like I told you I was I told you I was gonna do this shit, bro. Like, y'all niggas wanna move to LA, Miami, you know, I fly out there, you know, fuck with a couple hoes and shit, but then I'm going right back to out here chilling, bro. Like, what you mean? Oh, and back on the grind too, daily trading and shit. Yeah, I'm on that shit. I'm gonna tell you right now, when I go missing, I'm gonna probably be in East Tennessee. That's wrong. He's to the hey. That's really specific. <laughs> oh, up in the mountains. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Yeah, my yeah, my sister told me about that. She be going out there with no, some friends. They got no state income tax too. Up in I the did mountains. not. Wow, I didn't even know that. And it's still close to it's still close to home. Like it's still closer to, to uh home than ECU was. Hell yeah, I'll be out East Tennessee was. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, but. That is where it's at out there, though. You know, if you look at if you look at the land valuation out there, like it's it's still the last I checked, like especially in uh, Wyoming and um, South Dakota, I believe it's still you're getting good value out there. You get yeah. real good value. Like if, if you're gonna pay for like four hundred thousand dollar house in Raleigh as compared to you know uh, Cheyenne or Jackson Hole, it's gonna be two different things. It's gonna be, still, it's gonna be two different things. It's gonna be probably more land than the one in Wyoming, you know. Um, more, at least more land. I know this is more land. There's a big correlation. More space out yeah. there. So, but um, damn, what was I gonna say? Because I felt like I had a point after saying that, but now we just uh, going off the top. Nah, um. I felt like there was something else in the news recently that I saw. It's been a lot going on. It's just how do you organize? Yeah. How do you how do you organize? You know, construct it all together because I yeah. think it's all connected at the end of the day. Yeah, just like you know, with uh, how certain things are being. Out there in the open, like uh, where they're, they're they're promoting certain things in terms of culture shifts and uh, characters and stuff, they're introducing to the masses. Like you know how we were talking about that black super uh, Superman film that's on the way. How they're introducing these characters and they're you know giving them praise and stuff like that. And these uh you know they keep doing these biopics about artists and stuff. You know giving them praise and stuff like that. And I just think to myself, I'm like, damn, like it's just like. I want to ask you this too. You see, you start because you talk, you're speaking more on the entertainment. 
Yeah. I started watching uh P Valley. <laughs> oh wow. What I would not expect I would not expect you to watch that shit. No, I didn't I started watching P Valley. I, I've seen that shit, bro. Like that, yeah. That shit is odd, but it's I, I don't I, I still don't really know how I feel about it, honestly. Like cause well, I don't know how far you got into it because they got some scenes in there. I I mean I'm I done got into it. I didn't saw I didn't I got uh, okay. I yeah, it's on some moon, it's on some moonlight shit. It's on some moonlight shit on some of the scenes, but that's that's not a big part of the show. Uh, more so about strip clubs and shit and fucking what Mississippi, bro. Like that shit, hey man. It's like one of those shows you grow up. You can see if you grew up in like a black household or something like that, people would be fond of. Like I used to watch those Tyler Perry shows and shit back in the yeah, day. Yeah. Now. Yeah, you know my mom and them, they still be watching that shit. So it's like one of those shows, and you know, and I was thinking to myself because like some of the acting and shit, I'm like these niggas not can't even really act that well in this shit. But it, it's like some ratchet shit, but it's it's entertaining at the same time because I I saw how how it got good reviews and shit when it first came out. So I was like, I'm gonna check this out. And I was like, okay, I was like, okay, this is some other shit. But uh, I watched it to the end. I was like, I right, I can see why people really rock with this. You know, it's it's cool. But I mean, the the one thing is, is like I was talking to my sister the other day, like I wouldn't say that's really a positive. It's not a positive light on like, you know, the the black community or whatever, but it's entertaining. But at the same time, it's like they keep coming out with these what I call black trauma porn, like films and television shows, you know, um, like they just got that new one on uh, Amazon called Them. And they pretty much stole like the, the font style of us. Um, and it's it's pretty much about this black family that gets terrorized after uh, after they're moved into this white neighborhood and shit. And they they put it they threw in the element of ghosts with it, mixing in racism with ghosts and shit, um, the supernatural. And I was thinking to myself, I was like, man, I'm I'm tired of seeing this. Like, you know, even if they are victorious in the end, it's like. I don't want to sit there and watch these, you know, see, watch them be be suffering for like 10 hours. And then finally at the end, they conquer that shit. I'm like, I'm tired of seeing that. Like they just came out with that underground railroad show. Uh, I was like, man, I'm tired of seeing this type of shit. I just want to see positive, you know, more positive messages and shit, you know, when it pertains to our people, you know? It seems like it's it's odd. It's like, you know, back in the day, you, you would rarely find any type of black entertainment type shit like you know shows and if, if if it was on it'd be few and far between but it seems like now it's nothing but like you said black trauma and it ain't yeah. like a, like you know with P Valley it ain't like it's it wasn't even it's not even written badly it's just when they have odd shit when they force odd scenes when they when they force you know weird script and you can feel it you know what i mean you can see yeah. it. Like you, you can see like why did they do that this shit was going well like why did they do that and like even still they do it and it's still you know it's still entertaining you know but yeah and now and if you call it out like oh they're they're clearly promoting an agenda or something like this people will be like nah everything isn't an agenda and yada 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 and and but it's so obvious though because you like you say like you say you'll watch something and it's going on a strict, it's going on like a strict uh, storyline and it's focused and shit. And you're into it. You're like, okay, this is, cr- yeah, this is dope or whatever, like an action flick. And then all of a sudden you see some weird, like something weird happens. Like uh, out of nowhere, the nigga would just pull up and I don't know, just like randomly 
like, you know, do some crazy shit, like do some blow or something, fuck a, you know, or kill a, a stripper or something. You know, it, it, it's something out of the loop of what the movie yeah. is, or they'll just throw in random sex scenes where it's like the sex isn't even really called for. It's just like, y'all it's just random. do that shit. Yeah, y'all just throwing that shit in there. Just, you know, this, uh, like the hypersexuality shit that's going on now with everything, with sex being every, and everything. And, you know, obviously we are sexual beings as humans and shit, but it's like, it doesn't have to be forced into everything, you know, specifically into certain agendas and ideas that's being pushed to the masses. Now it's obvious because it's like, you didn't even have to do all that. It could have been something simple, like just a conversation hug, something like that. But now you got to show everything. It's just like, okay, it's overt. But you said it perfect. You said it goes from being focused. Everything's focused. Everything is right. into being straight chaotic, like, yeah, doesn't make any sense. Like this was this like, even follow with the script. Like <laughs> one thing, uh, this ain't even a, a movie, but it, it was like a a, sh- uh, a song that turned into like a video uh, series with Trapped in the Closet. I was just watching that uh, the other day, <laughs> and this nigga R. Kelly man is a real sick motherfucker, bro. Like, <laughs> th- like there's this dude named Prem's Hood Cinema. On YouTube, and he reviews old hood movies and shit. He review, he was reviewing that art trap in the closet shit. He was like, "Bro, why is this nigga waking up on a twin size bed?" And he's like, "Ah, okay, now I know why." And uh, he was talking about certain scenes in the you know R. Kelly singing and shit. And then he gets into the closet when um the girl he's sleeping with her her dude shows up, and then <laughs> the way he hits the note has me rolling. It's like the dramatic, like, uh, shot of him in the, in the closet looking, and he's like, and uh, the song, the, the beat gets super dramatic, because you remember that, doom, 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 doom. you know this nigga's a sick nigga when he uses that same beat for like 30 plus parts of this shit. I'm like, bro, like, what in the hell? Like, oh, um, and there was low uh, product video production value with the video. That shit looked cheap as hell, bro. And it's like the shit he's saying, how he's saying it has me rolling. Cause I'm like, bro, like, why does you have to escalate the story like that? Like he's like, and he's coming in the room and he's coming to the closet. And then <laughs> and I pull out my Beretta. I'm like, what the fuck? This nigga got a Beretta for? <laughs> and then people in the comments are like, nigga, that's not even a Beretta, that's a Colt 45, bro. I was like, out of nowhere, he's like, and he's coming to the closet. The music's intensified, and then he's like, and I put out my Beretta. I'm like, what the fuck? And now he's opening the closet, closet, closet. And that's how it fades out. I'm like, bro, what in the fuck, bro? It's like that. That's just a prime example. Of just people forcing like a narrative in something that, where it doesn't need to be. You know, that's like with even music and shit. It's like people be like. um, you know, they'll love somebody like uh, Kanye's production on songs and shit. You go back to Dark Fantasy, but then they'll be like, all right, that's just overproduced. I was like, how can you be overproduced? Like, why? And then I get it at times. They're like, it's just like you put way, way too many sounds in there, like, to make it sound so complex and shit. But you just strip that shit down to just like, you know, the bass, snares, hi hats, claps, throwing like a synth or some shit. You just vibe out to that. You ain't got to throw in all this other extra shit to make it sound interesting all the time. But sometimes that does work. I think it just depends on what type of project or what the theme of your project is. So for yeah. like that kind of going, because I want to speak on what you said, because I'm still stuck on 
I, I, I'm still stuck on R. Kelly waking up in that twin's house bed. That shit is fucking crazy. Because any real adult, any real adult, especially bitches or females that he fucked him, they're gonna have a twin size bed. Yeah, they're not gonna have a twin size bed. I promise you that. A fool at the at the smallest. I got a full size bed. I'm gonna be honest with you. I got a yeah. fool. I ain't got a, a that. That's just that's just you know for me. It's just me. But not no damn not no twin size bed. Bro, that's just heavy rolling. It's just the damn the slow motion c- cuts right close up to him and shit. Like super dramatic. I'm like, bro, like, and then the CGI was garbage. Like when he's like going out and driving and shit. That shit's so terrible, bro. I'm like, bro, like, I was just like, bro, like, what? Okay, we get it. You know, you're you talented at singing and shit, and he had an idea, but it's like he didn't think it all the way through. In terms of the, or he just didn't want to put all the money into the production to make it look quality at least. But the song itself, the story is, is fucking stupid at times. So, and there's like over thirty some parts of that shit. That was just the first part. Like, crazy man. He's one of those people that's just you know sick individual, but he's also a genius. Like he's a genius at the same time because I wouldn't have thought of making those shit. That's just like a modern day, like it's like a soap opera in the in a song form. Yeah, yeah. It changed the game. It changed the game. Yeah, I agree with you. He's that's one thing you ain't never you ain't never gonna hear me hate on R. Kelly because I mean I I ain't (laughs) I'm not here to judge anything else besides the music. But he's a Mm -hmm. he's a he's a musical genius though. Like. Yeah. You, you cannot deny you can't deny him that. So, but you know, I wanted to speak on this too when you was talking about uh, Kanye. Kind of, kind of going off on a tangent. Yeah, I was. What I'm going to do probably when we get offline because I just bought. A, I bought the. I'm getting it. I'm. You know, I got the vinyl player and I got vinyls and shit. Whatever. Right. Right. I ain't bought a couple vinyls in a while, but I just bought the Victory Lap vinyl. I'm waiting for that to get here. It should get here in uh, probably. I think it said late June sometime. Oh shit, that's what's it's, up. Yeah, it's rare. I got it for cheap off of Target or whatever. Um, but I'm gonna get the graduation one. I'm gonna get the legit. I'm gonna probably get legit Kanye West graduation because, in my opinion, I've been listening to graduation, man. That shit. I don't know why people sleep on graduation. I mean, to be real, that might be. I think his second second best man. album. And it's interesting to see, man, with some uh, when people talk about his music, you know, it's always different number top three picks and shit. Like my yeah. my top three will probably be like Dark Fantasy, Late Registration, College Dropout, or some shit like that. And then people will be like, Nah, those are the bottom tier. My top three is Yeezus, um, Life of Pablo, and Yay, or some shit. My top three is Eight Oh Eights. Jesus and then like graduation or some shit. So that just shows you how great of an artist he is, though, because yeah. he had that influence on people at different points in his uh his 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 uh his career that to where he can just draw different people in to it. You know, that's what makes him a great artist, you know, in terms of like the versatility and shit. Like so yeah, man, like that that's crazy. Yeah, like, cause uh now I do hear that. I hear, I do hear people say that's like out of his first couple albums, that was one of his weaker ones because it's when he went fully mainstream. He was trying different sounds and shit, like on a uh, "Can't Tell Me Nothing" or like "Stronger." Like that song "Stronger" with Daft Punk, like that was just some different shit. Like champion, 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 yeah. He was just trying different sounds on that shit, you know. And uh, 
Some people fuck with it. Some people didn't. Just like Jesus, like Jesus was so far left that some people still don't, you know, fuck with it like that. But if you go back and listen to some of the lyrics he's saying, he's saying some real shit. It's just some people just can't get behind the production on it. It's the production for me. Yeah. But I would have to say for my top three, I would have to say uh, my the beautiful twisted dark fantasy number one. I mean, even I mean that shit was everything right there. Uh, Graduation number two, but I think that that's clear for me. Like, that's number one, number two. Like, it ain't no debate, in my opinion. Number three, I'd have to put graduate, um, college dropout and late registration tied at three. Cause I mean, I think that they're for, for me, I can listen to them all the way through. Yeah. But I think it's, I think it's another tier when it comes to that, the, to late, um, my beautiful twisted dark fantasy and, um, graduation. Mm. Because, I think you know with Dark Fantasy, he just he he just was basically just in my opinion, he was just fucking with people. Like, I mean that he was just like when you listen to that shit, it's, it's everything it's everything. It's the lyrics, it's you know, societal issues that you have to deal with. Um you know, it's just so many jewels that you have to that, that he put in there. Like, I mean, it's just yeah. no debate. I mean, it is a debate, but because it's, it's it's all for opinion, but Dude, dark dark fantasies like I mean, that's rock and roll. For me, it's one of the greatest albums of all time. Like, yeah, like, I mean, it's like I don't know how you could even really debate that. And you know what's so interesting about that is he said in interviews like he just wanted to make a perfect album, like in his mind, and that's what came out of it. But he doesn't really care about doing that anymore. He's like, I've already shown you what I'm capable. of of doing if I really want to I can make like another album like this but I don't really care like that I'm doing other shit I'm into the fashion and shit now you know what I mean I'm doing other shit uh, family now so and that came off the back of that Taylor Swift shit you know that happened and how the media was crucifying him so he came back with his best work to date yeah and, uh, yeah man it's time you know timeless music timeless music man uh and and a lot of people compare that, you know, with the modern like day classics like Dark Fantasy. I see always is net, right beside Spimper Butterfly, two albums that were so like, uh, well, yeah, so like perfect. Honestly, like in in terms of what they were about, the messaging, production, everything, the lyrics, like everything. They're two albums. I feel like they could, you know, you could compare in a sense. You know, it came out obviously at two different times from two different eras, the artists. But uh, people both agree, like, yeah, you know, if there's somebody in this generation that has that type of creativity in them, it's somebody it's, that's Kendrick, you know, and he proved that with that album. So then, like, Dan was like his graduation, in a sense. And I listen, I listened to, Pim- to, to Pimple Butterfly about three times all the way through in the last month. That shit is like... That shit is, I mean, that's that's this next level. It's next level. That's yeah. a good comparison, really. It is. It's a real good comparison. But you know, Kendrick is is. I don't know. He, he's re- it's reached it's reached a point where he's been quiet for too long for me. So I'm gonna put him in the category in the same category I put J Cole in. I mean, that and that, that can't be changed for me. You know, the the entertainers, the the entertainers, you know, they can never be great, in my opinion, Mm. because at the times when people really needed them, they didn't do nothing but just be quiet, basically. Yeah. So, I mean, that's and that's exactly what people would say to you if you say that. 
where they've been at when people needed them the most. And they're like, well, they're just entertainers at the end of the day. They just have a job to do and that's it. But then, yeah, you'll see uh, Cole, he'll come out to certain protests and stuff like that. And, you know, and be like, no, nah, I don't want to pick, not doing no pictures today. I'm out here supporting the movement. And he'll pop up every once in a while, like a rare Pokemon. Or, well, no, that's more so Kendrick. Kendrick pops up every once in a while, like a rare Pokemon. And you don't hear shit from him from years, for years at all. You know, and, you know, people, I mean, it's been four years since then. It's been over four years. This shit was weak, too. I'm not, I'm, uh, thinking about you know what? Out of, out of his albums, yeah, that, that was his, definitely his weakest album to date. I don't think it's a classic either, though, honestly. I, like, uh, I, I don't, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't, yeah, I, 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 yeah, you can't necessarily, I, I can see how people can call it a classic, but in my yeah. opinion, like, you know, that was, that was, that was pretty, it was a pretty weak album when it comes to Kendrick's criteria. It still wasn't a bad album. Don't get, yeah. don't get me, don't get it wrong. Yeah. But that's just one, when it comes to his catalog, that's one of the least played. I don't think I played that shit really at all since 2017. Yeah, I, I have not been playing that album whatsoever I've, in like years, like unless the song comes on on shuffle, something like that. And that's no discredit. That's no discredit to Kendrick. It's just like, you know, with somebody like him that set the bar so high out the jump of like, you know, people look at Good Kid, Mad City. I look at Section 80. That's where my first introduction to him was. He set this bar so high with that. And then he just leapfrogged it with Good Kid, Mad City. And then he just went into another universe with the Pimper Butterfly, which was, yeah, man. I was just like, dude, like this dude is the, the you know, he's the chosen one, bro. Like, and to, you know, get damn, which I understand he wanted to be more mainstream with that, the pop accessibility on certain songs and shit, making it, you know, making love songs and shit, and, you know, doing his, you know, the humble shit. I get it. He went, you know, that's his more, most pop album to date. But it's like, we want him to get back to that, you know, to just focus in on those lyrics more and shit. You know, he said certain shit on the album, but then, like, we talked about that before and how he was like, yeah, you know, it just sounds like he's confused, like, with what he's saying and shit. Like, it don't even make sense. Like, he's just saying shit, you know, like, he's just throwing... Critic bait. Well, yeah, or critic, you can call it critic bait. You said that. Yeah, he's been, yeah, yeah, I've said it, yeah. I've seen people say it online, it's like, yeah. There are, I do believe artists do do that at times. They make music to get good reviews and shit. Or they're just media darlings or critic darlings. Like, they just love Kendrick. You know, they love what he's talking about on the album and shit like that. But then they not, they're not going to give him the Grammy for album of the year right after. They'll give it to, like, Taylor Swift or some shit. You know, so it's, it's crazy, man. But, yeah, I feel like his next album is going to be incredible. But yeah, damn to me is just uh, it's an afterthought right now. Yeah, I, I think one thing that I think if one project that they actually really sleep on that Kendrick put out a while back is overly dedicated. Yeah, I remember I, used to play that all the time. I listen to that shit more than I honestly might listen to that more than I might listen to overly dedicated more than anything else that he put out. Honestly. Like mm. when it comes to like me going to just picking a song, like you know he got that Michael Jordan on there. Uh, yeah, growing apart, uh, barbed wire. Like I mean, like that whole RTC. Like 
Man, the one uh, with he had the one with Dom Kennedy, the song with Dom Kennedy on it. Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I, just, I forgot I the, name. the name of it. That shit, that right there. I mean, they sleep overly dedicated, but I mean, like I said, with damn though, don't get it twisted. Like you know, looking at the radio songs he has on there, I can see how some people can call it a classic. But for me, no, I don't throw that word classic around often. I'm trying not to because it is easy to do it. Yeah, you know, really. He might have, you know, a couple classics. Yeah. But, you know, really, if, if we're being technical, he might only really have one class. I'll say two. I'll say two. I want to say three. But I'll know, give him three because I include Section 80, but I can see where people wouldn't include that. But, yeah. I wasn't going to include To Pimp a Butterfly overall. But me personally, I like To, I like to Pimp a Butterfly. It's a, you can have what they say, personal classics, so... That's I'm just saying from, yeah. from like a consensus. Like not yeah. my in my opinion, I would go to Pippa Butterfly, Section 80, Overly Dedicated, and Good Kid Mad City. I would give them four. Mm. You know, a strict criteria, strict, strict criteria. I would give him Section 80 and Good Kid Mad City. If we're being real, real strict, Section 80 and Good Kid Mad City. Um, but you know, as time goes on, to Pippa to Pippa Butterfly, man, like that shit, dude, like. It's just so much. I mean, there's so much on it. The way he started it off with that that sample, and you look at the cover on it. You know, it's just so much uh, symbolism on the it. The continuing poem. Yeah, the poem, and um, I remember when uh, the the I song came out. You know, I love myself, and people was clowning. They're like, they're like, what the fuck is this shit? I, I even thought I was like, this shit kind of weak, like. But then when you hear the live version on the album, I'm like, bro, that shit sound crazy. Like, what's sound great? Yeah, it's yeah. great. Yeah, dude, I was like, bro, it fits in the album so perfectly, man. Like, you remember, I was the one saying I didn't like it either. And, yeah. And you, at that time, you you was you were saying, you know, I, you didn't really fuck with it, but it it, it had to, it had a certain sound where you could tell, like, it might might have been ahead of its time. And yeah. I think it was ahead of its. I think that song was ahead of its time. To be real with you, uh, yeah. it was like a. Like now, if you listen to it now, it just sounds different now. It has a different meaning, different emphasis after these last couple of years or so. Bruh, that it's song like, sounds yeah, different. That, yeah, we know like All Right turned into like the, what the, the protest song that everybody used and shit when they were protesting that All Right song. Um, you know, King Kunta, you know, the shit he's talking about on that. And we cannot forget about... Um, What's it called? The one uh black Black of the Berry. Black of the Berry, man. That shit, dude, is like that dude, shit I, my head. I just love that shit so much, man. I remember the first time I heard it, I was like, bro, he's going crazy on this shit. Like, I was like, damn, bro might I was like, damn, is he gonna go? Is he taking the pot route? Is he you know, he about to introduce us to his alter ego? Which I mean he did. With that kung fu Kent, that kung fu Kenny uh, persona, but I don't know. We'll see what he does. Well, we saw what he did moving forward with Dan, but it just didn't. Um, after Temper Butterfly, I don't know. For me, it didn't land at like it, his previous efforts. I mean, people were saying it was supposed to be a double album originally. Damn Nation mm-hmm. is what it was supposed to be. Like he was going to drop Damn. And then Nation, right at the damn Nation. But he, I don't know, for whatever reason, that never happened. Um, 
there was rumors he was supposed to drop his newest album last year, but you know, everything with the pandemic. So I can understand why he wouldn't do it during that point. Cause it's like you dropping this, like you can't really perform it anywhere or anything. Like, so it could just be here today and go on tomorrow. Yeah. You know, with the next shit that drops. Yeah. I can't be, you can't be mad about no music being dropped in during a pandemic or anything like that, you know, but he had what, two, three years prior to that, you know? So, yeah, four years. It's been four years since Damn Drop. So he had a good year and a half. He had a good. I know Kendrick moved slow. He had a good two years prior to the pandemic to drop some drop a mixtape, a good project. Shit, he could have did like another what, like an untitled Unbastard Un- Two or some shit. Like just throw some 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 some, 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 some Lucy's out, some side B shit. Like, yeah, just some some shit I was working on. Just throw that shit out. See what people think. He could yeah, do that. I, I agree. I agree. He could have did some shit like that, and it would have been. No, yeah, by the way, like we don't even talk. We don't even talk about that untitled, unmastered enough. Like that. That was supposed to be side B songs that didn't make uh, to Pimper Butterfly. Had some great fire. songs out there. Yeah, <laughs> had some great songs. Drugs, drugs don't get you high like this. No, you know, you remember that? Yeah. Never take, never take, never take, never take. Yeah, blue faces. Uh, yeah, like. Yeah, bro, that that shit was something else. But um, damn, was there damn? Cause was there anything that you had on mind that you wanted to talk about? Cause or cause I know we could get into the crypto again, but I was trying to think if there was anything else major in the news. Mm. We about to go to war. Oh yeah. Maybe- they talked about the uh, ceasefire for a couple of days, but I wouldn't be surprised, you know, in Israel. But, I, you know, what I want to speak on that is I just find it so crazy that, you know, back to the politics, like, dude, we get it, we get them back in office. And next thing you know, we had it, we're damn near on the edges of war within six months in less than six months. Man, and we got, you know, and they, these niggas are sending money overseas or to other countries. And during the, during the pandemic, we got hundreds of thousands of people that's died over here. People getting gunned down and shit. And you got them motherfuckers over there that can't handle their own dispute. And I don't even really want to even get into the details about that shit because I picked no sides over there. Because it was people that looked like me and you over there at one point, And they don't look like me or you on either in either country. So yeah. I don't know what they fighting about over there. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I don't mean, know I- what they fighting about because they're not fighting the real battle. They're not fighting the real war. What happened to the real indigenous? Mm. What happened to them? I mean, hey, we can we can shit. I mean, you know that that my thing is with it. What's going on with them, uh, Israel and Palestine? It's like, yeah, I'm not if, for what it looks like. Yeah, it looks like Israeli, the Israeli government is fucking up the Palestinians, you know, badly, and obviously the Palestinians are. Uh, They've uh, retaliated, but it hasn't done as much, nearly as much damage as the Israeli government has done to them. So it's like, it's crazy, man. It's like, yeah, picking a side. It's like, I look more so for what I've seen. It's like, yeah, it looks crazy, man. Like, obviously, Palestine is being fucked up and they need help and shit like that. But at the same time, it's like, who really started this? And if it was... If it has the us to do with it, the U.S., then, yeah, I understand why we would need to do something about it and step in. But then again, it's like, why would Biden make that weapons deal with Israel? 
Like that just didn't make sense to me. Why would he do that when they're having this uh this war going on right now over there? So that says a lot. And I seen an article today where they were saying how Biden is the stay out of it president. You know, he's just he's just, you know, he's not even, you know, trying to not even trying to deal with that type of shit. You know what I mean? Like he's he's doing what he's told to do. Like, I mean, Biden is doing exactly what I thought he was going to do. He was doing everything his party is telling him to do. He's not really stepping out of line or nothing. He's just he's following orders, in my opinion. I think Palestine, I might be wrong about this, but I, when I was doing research the other day, I think they said that their biggest allies is Soviet Union. So, mm. you know, or Russia or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So I just don't understand like why like I don't I don't get it. Like people are tired of war. I think we can yeah. I think the majority can really say that. We can agree on that. We're tired of war. Like how how do we uh, how do we not how is it 2021 and we haven't figured out how to have peace? You know, and it makes you realize I mean, there's money involved with it. Yeah. I mean, we gotta look at who's in control. I mean a lot of times, you know, people with money problems and shit do whatever it takes to get the money, hustle and shit like that. When they're struggling, they always blame it on the people that's in control. So it's like we need a huge reform in that in terms of world leaders and stuff. We need new people to step up that more so represents what the population looks like as opposed to... um how the old world was and how these rules were, you know, decades and hundreds of years ago. We need new, we need new policies and stuff, man. We need a, got to build shit. You got to buy back the block and shit. You know what I mean? It's like, it's a lot that needs to be taken into account. But yeah, that's the main thing. It's like the people in control, like it's con- the controlling people's happiness. Yeah. You know, and people talk about free will and freedom. It's like, do we really even have that though? If we have these people that are in control of what we're doing on a day-to-day basis, I don't think we do. So, I think a lot has had, a lot would be said. You know, a lot has to be said because you know they have they have a lot of people under illusion. Um, but we're all we're all under. Ain't nobody nobody's better than than the, than the next person. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but. Yeah, as far as that goes, yeah, I, ha- I haven't seen, done too much research on it, but it's, I mean, it's crazy what's going on. So, you know, hopefully they'll come to a, a resolution at some point. But uh, other than that, let me see if there was something else. Nah, I think that's it for now. Um yeah, I guess we can get into a little bit of crypto talk before ending the episode. But um, yeah, so uh, what's the recent with you in terms of crypto? Or is there any like projects you've been looking at, like some newer ones or stuff that you would want to uh, just throw out there for the people to check out? I'm going to start speaking a lot of code when it comes to this space because in my opinion, if you've been keeping up with it, this this recent uh, sell-off just basically confirmed everything that I thought or believed in before. 
Um, it just made me want to buy more and made me want to basically do more research and find the right projects with the utility, with the utility, with some type of partnership or with something where I can I can envision that if, if we have a new financial system where they want to take cash away or they want to have instant payments, they want to have they want to have a seamless type society and they want to unveil technology that's going to allow this shit where it has, something has to run this technology. Something has to allow this allow stuff to go seamless. And I think it's cryptocurrency. And you know, when I keep up when I keep up with the news and articles and stuff like that, I don't really I read I read from a um objective mindset. Not I guess not subjective. I don't really try to put my emotions too much into it. I try to read what they're saying or try to understand what they're saying, why they're saying it. And not really look too far. I guess not look too far on what they're saying. I wanted to see how they're saying it and why they're saying it. Not what they're saying, how they're saying what they just said and why they said what they just said. Why are they doing this type of stuff? So, you know, with this recent sell-off, I understood prior to that that it was a it was a it was a mini mini bull market. And I don't really even like to use the word bull market. And you know, that just basically means that it's gonna be green more times than it's red it's going to be the market's going to be up and the reason why i, I don't really like to even call what that called it a bull market because i still knew that that was manipulated if you're in, if you were invested in cryptocurrency in the last year especially if you got in there early earlier 2020 then if you were in then and you understood that you were in there for the projects that had utility for this type of new financial system that basically got the green light from the start of the pandemic you know, you could tell, you can see that by how they were, how e- economists were talking and like what they were t- speaking on. You know, you can kind of see that they were laying this foundation for a new financial system, completely, completely new financial system. So, you know, as time goes on, goes on, and people start to you start to see the gains that have to happen over time as util as these utility uh, projects start to gain steam, it goes into a, a bull market. I, I still don't think that we've seen anything yet. I, you hear me say, you ain't seen nothing yet. Because what's got to happen is you got to get some type of regulations and you got to get shit to really pop first before you for before I can confidently say this is a bull market. Because at the end of the day, even with crypto, like it's still all speculation. It's 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 highly for me highly confident speculation. It's highly confident. My speculation is highly confident. Other people's speculation, they're highly confident about it. But it's still speculation. It's nothing that's really pinpointing the fundamentals behind it. Like, it doesn't make sense. So, I can see at a certain point, you know, Bitcoin gets up to 30-something thousand. You know, once it gets up to its all-time high, I believe, of uh, 19 or 20,000 or something like that. And then it just just straight up balloons up to 30-something thousand. I can see then though hitting that all time high like around twenty to thirty thousand, uh, twenty twenty something thousand to thirty thousand. That is where rationally that's where the market took that. That's where real true early investors took took that. After anything after that is irrational, and I think it showed that. Uh, so I understood that. I still think you know um, the market's going to grow. Immensely, and I don't think Bitcoin is really is going anywhere. Um, I think a lot of shit will go to zero, but I think a lot of shit will go will be so high it will, it's going to melt people's faces um, because a lot of people cannot hold during what? during this shit. <laughs> Want to say 
that, you know, <laughs> like when uh, Marquay, you know, when he's saying like shit goes to zero, technically nothing can go to zero. It can just go very uh, to a super small point. You know, I've seen some of these coins that I've uh, have, you know, they'll go down to like point oh several zeros and then a one and then they'll go down to the the dreaded zero, but then they'll pop back back up. Cause I mean it just depends on the volume, you know, the trading volume for the day and stuff like that. So nothing technically can go to complete zero to where it's over with, but it's pretty much over with at that point for most of these coins that do that. You know, that's just something to to take into account. It's a whole different financial system. And based on what Stefan was saying, he's he's 100% correct. The difference is it's a new system, though. It's not like a, it's not like a stock or, or anything else. It's When you buy a, a certain number of tokens, you own those tokens. Even though it's still fiat money, it's still digital, it's still binary code, you own those tokens. Yeah. But, you know... When when we say zero, it's still technically is still you know the value is really really low. Uh, yeah. But with that being said, though, um, I bought in. You know, I actually, yeah, I, I, I bought in recently on some Ethereum tokens because I think I said it before. Ethereum itself is the new internet. It's it's like the new the Ethereum virtual mach Ethereum virtual machine, the EVM. It's the new internet. It's a web 3.0. We're we're going through web 2.0, but we're we're we just with the start of the pandemic, we started kind of experiencing web 3.0 with uh like Zoom, these conference calls, even StreamYard, uh mm-hmm. Brave Browser, you know, getting paid cryptocurrency for personalized ads, even though they block the ads, like it's already got an ad, like this is web 3.0 shit. Uh file coin, different file sharing uh, sites and stuff like these are web 3.0 type of applications. So, and it's all based on basic, uh, on Ethereum, basically. NFTs, uh, basically 50% of the cryptocurrency market is going through Ethereum. So, if you're not, you know, investing it, and don't worry about the gas fees because, you know, all of this is intentional. It's yeah, the reason lot, why. Yeah, if, if it's not on a Binance Smart Chain, it's on a... Um it's an ERC-20 token in terms of, like, meme coins as well right now. So it's like... <clears throat> so it's like when v- Vitalik, who's the um, the founder of Ethereum, is like when he just burns $7 billion, it's like it's nothing to him. It's because it really is nothing to him because Ethereum is like... He knows, like, most people know Ethereum is one of these ones that's here to stay. Shit. It could potentially surpass... Um, Bitcoin one day in terms of a market cap, you know, like Ethereum is just that essential to the crypto world right now. Like uh, my Koya is saying, so, you know, if you don't have any Ethereum, you should get on it because it will be monumental for the future of crypto. Yep. So, but you know, the gas fees are a problem, but if you, if you are early investor, you know, like at, at this point last year, the gas fees was no problem because nobody was really investing in it. Um, you know, but the way that the way that that the way the system set up is getting more congested now, but they wanted to get more congested because they want to make it harder to get into certain coins and the certain projects and everything. And I know that because they already have certain protocols that are created to decrease the gas fees. Mm. And and they're they're being invested in highly invested in like Polygon, like Anchor, like Loot Ring, 
Um, those, you know, are some some projects that I've been kind of, you know, kind of. I didn't invest in any loop ring, but I have bought some Anchor Polygon and and the graph, the graph too. But yeah, I got some graph. I got specifically some for the for the gas fees, Anchor Loop Ring and Polygon. Specifically, I think Anchor Anchor is yeah. When they really, I don't know if they're not really using the protocols, but like these Anchor Polygon. Um, and the graph, just to look at that as like a, a, a protocol of the internet, like how the how dot com is or dot org, or like you know how how that how that how how that protocol works though, not just you typing it in, how how it works to make something like a web page. Just look look at them like like utilities basically, like you know what I mean. Like look at you can look at like Java JavaScript or like a code or something like that. That's how I look right. at these things. You got to look so far out there. And gotta have some type of vision of what they want to do with this type of shit that to help you kind of invest. So you know, if you're using Ethereum, gas fees are high. What's trying to solve the gas fee issue, and it's being highly invested in. Uh, and, yeah, and again, anchor loop ring. Yeah, gas fees are literally the fees that you pay the miners that are out there that are actually mining these tokens to continue to do that when you're doing transactions. And Ethereum recently has just been crazy. The prices and uh, like you like you said, it's because, you know, their average Joes are getting into it every day. You know, and I was thinking about that rally that um, uh, Sheba had like a couple weeks ago. I was going fucking berserk. And the person that held 50 percent of that, Vitalik, who is Ethereum's founder, he decided to donate a billion dollars worth of it. And I think he did it because he knew this shit was going too crazy. Like the meme coins were taking over the entire market. Like the dog coins in particular, were, it was going so stupid. Like he, I mean, I feel like he was like, yeah, we got to slow this down because this is crashing everything. And it's like Ethereum prices are going through the roof. So he, he burned, he get, he donated a billion dollars worth of his uh, meme coins that he had um, with Shiva. And then recently, he just donated again. Well, he just burned 90% of what he had, which was $7 billion. He burned them to a dead wallet um, of his meme coins. So that was a that was actually not a, a fuck you. That was a more so you're welcome to help um, to help stabilize it, you know, to help stabilize the coin in particular. The one I'm talking about is Shiba, but there's other meme coins out there. But yeah, yeah. Uh, that shit, yeah, the gas fees, man. The gas fees ain't no joke. But yeah, the average Joes were going crazy on the dog coins. And the dog coins was taking over the market. So he put a stop to it temporarily. Because they're gonna, they're, the, they're gonna rise again, though. But yeah. You spoke on the Binance Smart Chain. That's another thing. I'm not investing in anything Binance related. I looked into uh Copter Finance. Uh, yeah, I got I got that shit. That shit went to zero, but it, it went back up to like one, put several O's, zeros on one. So I'm, gonna I'm, gonna just, I'm gonna just hold it. I just, I just wanted to like 10x and then I'm out. Like I'm done right after that. If it can 10x somehow or some shit, like and it was low buy-in, so I'm not even tripping about that. I'm still looking into buying buying that, but um it was the only problem I was going into is I just just uh, I don't, you, don't, you don't fuck with Binance at all, yeah. Not 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 that I don't mess with the exchange. It's it's the funding my wallets and stuff. Like I just didn't really want to go through that. I was tired. Oh, yeah. I didn't want to go through all that. Well, I was, I was, yeah, but you know, trust is really easy. 
That's how it I is. It is. Yeah, that's I how just, I be doing it. I just, I didn't, I, I, I had did it with Sheba. I just didn't want to go through that. I just didn't want to do it again. I was like, I, I'll come back again. I kept saying I'm gonna come back to it. I just forgot about it and just didn't. Yes, yeah, yeah. The process of, yeah. If you got a digital wallet, which you should have if you're in the crypto space, um, you got to go through the process of swapping coins for other coins, and it's annoying at times. It takes a while sometimes, and that could be another deterrent. For uh, average Joes who are jumping in, not knowing anything, like why the fuck is it taking so long? That's why. And if, when they're gonna do it, because when they, I'm gonna just put it out there now. My shirt's on the way. You'll probably see it on another episode. I gotta start back uploading the videos and shit. But uh, um, when Robinhood lists more of these meme coins, specifically Shiba, because they are gonna do it at some point because the demand is too high. For them not to do it. They're not idiots. They know if they do this, which they will do it at some point, it's going to drive their traffic through the fucking moon itself. And it's going to do nothing but help them, you know, also recover from more of the bullshit that they're still dealing with because of the GameStop and AMC situation from uh, several months ago. So for them to list Sheba, which they're going to do it at some point, like they literally got a petition with like close to 50,000 people signed right now. I signed it. Um, you know, talking about list, right? We you know list Sheba. You know, list Sheba. Like, come on. And their customer service has said, you know, they see the support, and you know, they're considering it. That's what they say. But I think it's going to happen at some point. When it does, that shit is going to go parabolic again. But it's going to go way further than what it did before. And when they put out their own exchange, their DeFi exchange, Sheba Swap, where you actually stake the tokens. Because to, here's the thing, folks. This ain't even a real. Sh- this ain't even the main. And I'm talking about. I'm talking uh, directly to Shiba about Shiba. Um, Shiba is not even their main token. They got another one called Bone that they're working on. That's going to be the token that they want people to really put put their money behind. Shiba, they want the, you to stake it, and then you can get more of that. The other one, which is Bone, it's called Bone, and then they got Leash. Leash is at like what three thousand dollars, four thousand. That's for that's for the investor like JP Morgan. That's for them type of investors to get into it like that. So they got ideas behind it, man. But um, yeah. So that's what I was gonna. That's what I was gonna bringing it back full circle with the average Joes with the gas fees. They're like, man, this shit's too difficult. So they might be like fed up, like how you were saying. Well, then you got Robinhood. Robinhood is slowly coming around to more crypto. They understand people going crazy when they list shit. I guarantee you that shit is going to go parabolic, like, like uh, because people are going to be like, what the fuck? It's right here. It's so easy to get. You ain't got to deal with no fucking gas fees or none of that bullshit. You know what I mean? So just be on the lookout, man. Just be on the lookout, man. Like, you know, I know people don't really fuck with Robinhood, but it's so it's user friendly compared to using a digital wallet like MetaMask and Trust and then having to go to these different exchanges to swap coins and then you got to pay more money to do that. And a lot of people can't do it, which I understand. That's why, like you just uh, were saying before, you know, only put in what you can afford to lose. That's the number one thing. Only put in what you can afford to lose. This investing thing is more so about psychology more than anything, too. Like people think they, they think it's a game whenever your portfolio is damn down, damn near like 60 percent. But, you know, it's just how it is sometimes, you know, especially if you have confidence in what you're investing in. It could be like that. You'd be down 60 percent, but you might be up a thousand percent. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, just like that. 
That's yeah. how it goes. Um, it's a new market. But like I said, I, I feel like we, with your investment strategy, you have to have a strategy behind it. And mine is for me to huddle long term a certain um, token, it has to have some type of utility on, an, on, an, on this new financial system that I feel like is being developed. Um, but I can also make money. Like, I'm not going to sit up here and disparage anybody from investing in what they call meme coins. Because at the end of the day, we don't even know. We don't really even know what what is like. Because if you look, really research the history of Doge, Doge has been around since the beginning of crypto. Like, it's been around since damn near the beginning of cryptocurrency. Like, it actually is it's a it's a branch of the same type of code that Bitcoin comes from. Like, even though it has that damn near unlimited supply, like, if you look at the fundamentals, it's not necessarily a meme coin. And if you look at how people work and how the higher-ups work in big pictures, maybe they wanted to put it out as a joke for what's going on now. You know what I mean? That's how I look. You have to look at both sides. Maybe yeah. they put it out as a as a joke, knowing people do not understand this technology. Yeah, a lot of these meme coins are pointless, you know what I mean? But you see, I keep talking about Shiba because I've already looked at the white paper and it's fucking official. Like, there's no bullshit behind it and there's people, celebrities, influencers. They wouldn't get behind this shit if they thought it was some bullshit. You know what yeah. I mean? It's classified. It technically is a meme coin, but there is a a case for it having some utility in the future. You know what I mean? But a lot of these other ones that you see, these other dog coins and shit, they're just bullshit. They're just pumping dumps. You know, pumping dump is when it goes up 10x, 10x, meaning that you multiply your initial investment by 10, 10, uh, the number 10, you multiply that by 10. So say you put $100 in at 10x's, you made $1,000, you know, well, $900, you know, and uh, profits. You know, off of that. So then, from there, since you didn't, you don't really believe in the project. You know, when we're in a, a capitalistic society, you just you dump that shit, you withdraw it, like just take the profit. But see, that's a strategy right there. My strategy more so is hodling, you know, utility and up and coming projects. I'm looking every day for new projects to put money into. And I'm also looking for pumping dumps as well. Like, you know, I don't, you know, I don't discourage that because that's a fast way to get some bread. You know what I mean? Turn $10 into 2000 just like that. Yep. It can happen down in, and it does happen on a daily basis for people, you know? So that's something to be mindful of. Yeah. So it's, it's, once again, it's a different uh, financial system. It's a different uh, investment lane, basically. So, Anything can happen. It's, you just gotta allow. You gotta allow this market to, get, to stabilize, and that's what we're going through. We're going through this market basically stabilizing. It's been around. Bitcoin has been around for shit, damn near thirteen years, eleven years, twelve. So it's been around for over a decade at this point. Uh, so, you know, and a lot of these, and we spoke about this on the phone. If you do your research, a lot of these cryptocurrency uh, patents have been around since the eighties. Yeah, yeah. The actual patents have been around since the 80s. Like the patents, the the actual the specifics of what they want to get done has been around since the 80s. Like that, I mean, that's a mind fuck right it's there. It's like it's like now, now that I think about it, it's like, yeah, why wouldn't they have patents? But I mean, not that far in the past, because it's like people couldn't really even fathom what digital means, like the digital age and what a computer really is. And to say one day you'll have money that is on a computer, it's like they can't really process that during that period. 
now we understand everything is through a phone. Your phone, this shit is the equivalent of a fucking um, a iMac or some shit. It's a it's a it's a smartphone. It's a computer itself. You know, you don't even need a desktop computer anymore. I remember they used to have those fucking rooms uh, that was just one computer. It's shit way back then. Now it's in the palm of my hand. Like that power is in the palm of my hand, just like that. And I can do shit to it to make it even more powerful than they allow you to have it when you initially buy it. Yep. The cell phone is next level. Like, <laughs> it's the computer on steroids. It's a computer in your pocket, but it's a supercomputer in your pocket. If you know what you're doing with it, it's yeah. your bank. It's your yeah. bank. It's all that shit. Like, I mean, because, yeah, just think about it, bro. Like, we literally have made a lot of money, like, from crypto and it just is really getting just now really getting started and all we do is just we're just pushing buttons on the fucking phone like just tapping the touch this money move this here betting on shit and it takes off or it goes down that's it that's all you got to do and just do a little bit of research it's like it's not complicated at all like a lot of these niggas like i was talking about i was watching that dude uh crypto messiah Say so he made 60 mil off of Shiba. Um, he's like, he don't understand it. It's like, bro, it's like there's some luck into it. There's luck within this shit as well. You know what I mean? But then again, you can't go wrong with just going for one of the big utility coins, obviously like Bitcoin, Ethereum, shit like that. You want to be conservative, you go that route. You want to be on some like options shit. Like if you're in the stock, you go the route that I'm more so taking where I'm trying to find new projects every day and put money into it. And also um, I'm trying to find pumping dumps, you know, that can go 100, 1000 X and boom. You know what I mean? That's just, I mean, that's just a, it's just a way of life now, man. You know, just making money, all this money off of a phone and shit, bro. Like it's crazy, bro. You know, they're trying to regulate it, but I don't think they can, can truly control it at this point. So, you know me. I, I think luck is is very little involved with it, with a lot of this stuff. You know, I think a lot of people are getting getting the right information to be able to be you know a part of the new one percent. Some people aren't. Some people might get lucky, but I don't think luck itself like that doesn't sustain people making a certain decision that might may transform you know the whole. I'm I'm more so life. saying like yeah, well yeah. <clears throat> I'm more so saying like uh, people that put in very little into some shit they didn't even really think about and it takes off like crazy you know I can see where if, if somebody puts in a, a lot into Polygon when it's like two cents or some shit and they can see the potential in it and now it's over a dollar and they made so much money off that shit as opposed to somebody that put a little bit of money into some some uh, some meme coin or like a, you know, back then like a Doge, and now they're looking at their portfolio years later when they had like bought like five million of those shits, and it's just like wow. I just thought I just bought it because I was like, man, some bullshit, but maybe one day it could take off, you know. So, but I do think, um, yeah, you definitely got to do your research on these projects, and you know, 
Like them niggas on YouTube, you know, we're not financial advisors, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> This is not financial advice. This is not financial advice, you know what I mean? I'm just a dude talking shit, you know what I mean? I do crunch numbers in real life, though, so pay attention. But um, that doesn't have nothing to do with this shit, bro. Like, I'm just, I just, I'm out here, like, everybody else is researching, trying to find the next big thing, you know. Um, I don't and, own no crypto. I don't know what, I mean, I just know about it. <laughs> that's my I don't own anything I just, I just know about man it. I'm just hey yeah I'm just I just surf the web man I'm just just on the you know just the east streets that's it I'm just yeah. chilling man like you know I ain't got none on, I ain't got no crypto on me man you know what I mean like that shit just is a bunch it's just a bunch of ones and zeros that's all it is yeah, yeah. I don't know what they talking about I don't own none of that but um man on that note yeah, I think we, I think we covered a lot this episode, <coughs> and uh, yeah, if you didn't had any, if you didn't have anything else, I think we can bring this episode to a, a closure, a closing. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I agree. covered covered good information. I'm I'm good with what we what we covered. I'm looking forward to you know putting it putting the podcast out, putting this episode out for sure, for sure. So yeah, ladies and gentlemen, that uh concludes episode sixty-three episode sixty-three of the Divine Divine Council podcast, you know, with uh Stefan and Monquay. Um if you guys rock with this episode, you know, if you didn't, if you're um if you're neither or neutral about it, you know, let us know on our socials. Um you can follow us on Twitter at Podcast Divine, you can follow us on Instagram. At Divine Council Podcast, you can follow our SoundCloud page, Divine Council Podcast. Um, also, if you're listening via a streaming site like uh, Apple Podcasts, you know, make sure to leave us a review because that helps with visibility, especially a five star rating. And you know, as always, you know, we're just going to continue to bring the content that we think matters to the people. You know, moving forward and. Um, yeah, that's a wrap. Uh, let's see if I can think. Yeah. In the words of uh, Forrest Gump, you know, life is like a box of chocolate. You never know what you're going to get. That's my quote for this episode. And on that note, we're out. Peace.